Hello and welcome to what will be the last of the podcasts for this year's current year 11, in which we're going to go through how you actually answer the exam questions. And it's at this point, with um, a fanfare and something similar to Batman sliding down the pole into the Batcave, that the learned colleague over here has to unveil himself in his secret identity, because... This isn't the only job you've got, is it? No, no, I am the senior examiner for this exam board for AQA. So. Right, so you're going to take us through exactly how we answer the question. So let's kick off with paper one, which is the um, 20th century, international conflict and tension. So there's three topics that you're going to answer questions on here, which is the origins of the First World War, um, the peacemaking and the League of Nations, and Hitler's foreign policy and the origins of the Second World War. So, if we kick off with that then. Yeah, so, well, in all three sections, there are the same three questions which are repeated. The first question is a four-mark question. It's a described question, and it could be on any topic that's actually in the specification. So, for example, you could be asked to describe the Bosnian crisis. Mm -hmm. Now, there are are two ways to pick up the marks on this. Yeah. The first way is by... Um, describing more than one relevant aspect in detail. And that's the most common way of getting top marks. So I go in and I give two things about the Bosnian crisis in detail. Yeah, so you could do the the causes and the consequences. Yeah. Um, Providing that you have enough specific detail. We're talking facts, figures, places, names. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it developed. If you do that for both then you will get top marks. If you only do them in outline, you'll probably limit yourself to a level two mark. Sorry, a a two marks or uh, possibly three marks. Okay, but you said there was another way I could answer the question. Yeah, sometimes uh, you can also get awarded marks on a penny point system. Right. It depends on the type of question, Mm -hmm. but there might be a question where you're asked to describe something where it's not clear where there's two separate aspects that you can describe in detail. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you just get awarded a point for every relevant thing that you okay. describe. So, for example, if it's on the Agadir crisis, I could do um, that there's a revolution, the French send the army, so therefore the stake is claimed, the Kaiser sends a gunboat, that upsets the British because it's a threat to Gibraltar, and that brings yeah. in the alliance system. Yeah. That would be my four points, yeah. that gives me. And, and, you know, and it does depend on the paper, but as I said before, the most common one is to make sure you have more than one relevant aspect. Yeah, and that's certainly what I've recommended yeah. my students yeah. to do. And if you know, as long as you include more than one aspect, then you you force the examiner effectively to give you half marks. Yeah, as as a, as a minimum. And if okay. you've got good detail, then you will get top marks. All right. And I think the key thing to say here is it's four marks. Yes, only four marks. So don't spend ages on this one. Yeah. you should just be able to whiz this one out in history ninja yeah in six seven minutes and done lovely that brings us then to the second question which will be a source question yeah and this is the most technical of all the questions on paper one it is only worth six marks and i've said this to classes before there's a danger here that you spend too long on this question um it's effectively exactly the same as what you did in your controlled assessment where you're given a source and you're asked basically how far? Yeah, what does it um, mean? Yeah. Um, do, this gives a reason for such and such. Do you agree? Yeah, do you agree with the source? Um, yeah. So there's two routes that you have to follow here. So I'd recommend you, you know, you're going to have two distinct sections in your answer. Yeah. It doesn't matter which way around you do them, as long as they're both there. Yeah. So I'm going to go for the knowledge one first. Mm-hmm. The first section, you should be telling the examiner 
um, how far you agree with the source based on your contextual knowledge. Yeah. And so uh, let's say it's a source about the Treaty of Versailles, about the Big Three. This is what I know about what Chamberlain wanted. Yep. This is what, uh, not Chamberlain, sorry. This yeah. is what I know about what Lloyd George wanted. This is what I know about what Deladier wanted. Uh, not Deladier. Oh, good Lord, I'm getting myself mixed up. Yeah. Um, this Clemenceau. is what Clemenceau wanted, and yeah. this is what Woodrow Wilson, Wilson wanted. Yeah. So if you know, if it was a source about the the big three and their aims, then that would be your knowledge, yeah. and you you know you, de- you develop that by giving as much detail as you can. Yeah. Uh, but that is obviously only the first route, mm-hmm. and you can also mention what the source doesn't. Yeah. What it leaves out. Yeah, because there's yeah. going to be things which are relevant to that question which the source doesn't cover. Yeah. Which I suppose leads us on to the second part of yeah. it, which is where we talk about provenance. Yes, and with provenance, um, you essentially you're discussing because that's really what you're doing. You're discussing problems surrounding the provenance of the source. So these are the reasons why I can't take it at first value. Yeah, right. and the things that you need to be, to be uh, considering is who created it and when. Mm-hmm. So you know where is it from as well and why. So it's all those W questions. Yeah, um, and I suppose those W questions are hooks, mm-hmm. and I think if you cover the following things, then you give yourself a good chance of getting developed level three provenance. Okay, so start off by saying who actually created it and when, so you get the place of origin and the yeah. context. Um, the where question should trigger in your head who's the audience now you know, who's actually going to see yeah so is this for the german public yeah, is it for british, the british public yeah. is it an internal document is it yeah. yeah and then that will then lead you into well can i trust it and is it biased yeah. so bias and reliability and then the final thing that you have to consider and and this is essential if you're looking for the top uh, marks on provenance you have to consider purpose yeah motive why did the artist create this why did the writer write this yeah what effect were they intending what did they want to happen as a result of this source right and if we cover those things and the knowledge you're looking at top marks and again it's only six marks so you should only be spending 10 minutes on that question you you, you cannot this is a real danger that you go over the top on this yeah so just you know you might even want to consider doing essays first because they're worth as much as the other two questions first yeah which i suppose brings us on to the essay questions so paper one the essay questions are 10 marks and they have bullet points there will be two bullet points and it will ask you to make a judgment between them yeah so which of these two was most responsible for whatever which of these two was the biggest threat which of these two you'll have to make a judgment between them Mm mm-hmm and the technique on this is, is actually really, really simple. You just have to cover both the bullet points. Mm-hmm. Start with the first bullet point. Give as much detail as you can. And again, when we talk about being developed, we talk about specific detail, dates, facts, yeah. figures, people, places, and so on. Uh, explain, though. You have to explain why that led to... Yeah, link to the, the thing question in the question. Yeah. Okay, so that's absolutely essential. And... You should also finish by having a reference to how important it was. Because yeah. after all, the question is saying yeah. which two is the most important. Yeah. So as long as you describe the first bullet point, you explain how it links to the question, and you assess how important it is, yeah. then you're going to get a developed first bullet point. Yeah. And then all you do is exactly the same for the second one. Yeah. And then you finish with a conclusion. Yeah. Where you make your judgment. Overall, there's my judgment. On yeah. balance, which one is the most important. And this is the 10 mark question. All right, so this you should spend 15 minutes, basically half the time. Yeah. 
as we said, this question is worth the same as the other two put together. Yeah. So you have to spend more time on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essential that you do it properly. Uh, a good essay on both papers is the difference between the A's, the B's, and then the C's and then the D's and so on. Absolutely. So you have to make sure you nail those essays. Yeah. So that's paper one. Paper one is relatively simple when you go in because you know the questions are the same. All the four mark questions are the same. All the six mark questions are the same. All of the ten mark questions are the same. Then we come on to paper two, which is the 20th century depth studies. And on that one, you're going to be doing... Um, the USA in the 1920s, you're going to be doing Germany in the 1930s, and you're going to be doing Vietnam in the 1950s and 1960s. Yeah. So the technique is slightly different for the first one than it is for the second yeah. two. So if we do that one first. Then. Yeah, so in section A, where you're going to have the roaring 20s, there's three types of questions that you're going to have to answer. Uh, the first one, really, you shouldn't spend much time on this at all. No, this it's, is a very easy yeah, question. To it's do. an inference question. You should be really capable of doing this because your controlled assessment required you to make inferences with sources. Yeah. Um, and the mark scheme is very simple. If you have literally just one good inference, preferably two, but you can do it with one, you will get top marks. Mm -hmm. If you have a basic inference, you get three marks. If you copy the source, you're going to get one mark. Yeah. That's the way that they tell the examiners to mark it. Two marks if you paraphrase it, so if you reword yeah. it in your own words. Yeah. Uh, the key to it, though, is that you have to draw something extra out of the source that it doesn't tell you outright. Yeah. You have to read between the lines, as it were, what does it tell you, yeah. for example, about American attitudes towards women. Yeah, or uh, the attitudes, of, uh, the activities of the KKK, yeah. or whatever. But something that it doesn't tell you in the source that you can draw out of it. Yeah, and a, a tip... Uh, from looking at this, some of the really good answers, they go through each sentence in the source and they get mm. an inference out of each one. Yeah. So you end up with three maybe inferences and then the, the, the examiner's no choice you really but give to you give you four marks. Yeah. Um, and then, so we get that one and we knock that one off as quick as yeah. we can. And I, again, recommend on that paper, on that part of the paper, write on it, underline yeah, it, yeah, draw definitely. circles around the stuff. Mm. Same with the source on the paper one, write on the paper. Then we come on to the explain question, yeah. which is the six mark explain. And again, actually... This is relatively simple. It is. It's very simple. Just it's, it's similar to the describe two relevant features, yeah. except you're not just describing this time. You're, you're explaining. explaining. Yeah, you're giving depth, yeah. and you are explaining um, how it relates to the question. Yeah. So, for so, example, you got explain American attitudes and policies towards immigration. You yeah. just have to think two things which are relevant. Yeah. About attitudes and policies. So I'd go for maybe um, the wasps and the second wave immigration, and then the quota system. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And in fact, the question even gives you that you could do one on attitudes. Yeah. 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 So that's and the one on the policies. Yeah, 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 and yeah. one on the policies with yeah. the quota acts. Yeah. So once you do that with again specific yeah. dates, facts, figures, that will become developed, and yeah. you'll get your six marks. And my tip would be, even if you're a bit sketchy on it, try to mention more than one feature. Yeah. Because that will tip you over the half yeah, marks. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or up to the half marks, yeah. at least. All right, and then we come on to the big source question. Yeah, this is the most complicated on all of the papers. And it's the it's the 10 mark source question with some spag attached to this yeah. one. So make sure you take your time to write it properly. Yeah. And it's the utility question. Yeah. Now, I, I'm just going to say at this point, this has been, every single time I've seen it, this one has been a picture source. Yeah, it is. Yeah. As the inference one has been a written yeah, source. that's the way it works. Yeah, so this will be yeah. a picture source. And again, annotate the picture. Mm -hmm. Draw on it, write on it, 
write around it the stuff that's missing because that's going to become important yeah. later on. And and actually, the way that you answer this question is exactly the same as the six mark source question on paper one, mm-hmm. except the focus isn't how far you agree. Yeah, it's how useful. Yeah. So your basically your overall judgment at the end is just got a different focus. Yeah. So same thing, two routes. There's the knowledge route. There's the provenance route. And as long as in your knowledge route you cover everything that is um, uh, in relevant in detail, you've got yeah. the specific facts, figures, people, places, and also anything that's missing that mm-hmm. you know is relevant to that question, yeah. that will get you your developed section on knowledge. Yeah. And then the provenance is exactly the same. It's effectively a discussion. Mm. You're showing the examiner that you are aware of how provenance affects the source. Yeah. So it's the same questions. It's the W questions. Who, when, yeah. where, and why. One that we've done before, which has tripped people up, was we I gave them a picture uh, that was published by the police uh, showing them capturing illegal beer during mm. Prohibition. And not a single person actually said that it was published by the police and therefore it was designed to show the yeah. police in a good light yeah that they're doing their job and they're not corrupt yeah and that they're not <laughs> taking, taking backhanders and yeah. drinking yeah. And, yeah so it um you know that's absolutely key with these provenance questions a few people have asked me it it's you know you have to cover those essentials yeah start with who created it when and where okay mm. give you the context and then that will enable you to think about who the audience is who yeah. is supposed to see it yeah and then that will then make you think well Therefore, what is the message? Is it reliable? Yeah. Is it biased? And what is the artist or the photographer yeah. trying to make you and think or do? In nearly every mark scheme that I've looked at on these as well, they're very definite on the things that are missed out. Yes. They so are. the the advertisements where they're talking about the economic boom, they want you to talk about the people that aren't yeah. included <clears throat> in the economic boom. Yeah. Um, when they're talking about the activities of the Ku Klux Klan and how far it's acceptable, they want you to talk about the ways in which it wasn't acceptable and the way public opinion turned against it yeah. and things like that. And it's worth taking some time on this. Definitely plan it, yeah. definitely. It's, it's a really important question. It's yeah. worth 10 marks. It's as much as the other two questions put together. Yeah. And it's the same time constraints as there are yeah. on paper one. And then it gets a little bit different. It, it shakes up a bit. Now, for my money, I, I think that the... Section B and Section C, the last two depths, are just probably the easiest yes, to handle. Yeah, you just need to because know stuff. they give you they give you a wide scope to basically just show off what you know. Yes, and as long as you've revised, you will have something to say that you yeah. can talk about. Yeah, uh, the first one is an explain question. Yeah, and it is exactly the same Absolutely. as the other explain yeah. question. It's just worth two more marks. Yeah, it's exactly the same structure. Two things, two or more in yeah. detail. So, again, even if you're sketchy on it, yeah. try to mention more than one thing yeah. as it will move you into that level two, which is yeah. you know, it's quite a big uh, grade bracket. It's three to six marks, but you will yeah. fall into that as and opposed to a level one. It will be wide. It yeah. will be picked in such a way that when you look at it, you will be able to think of three or four things you could talk about easily. Yeah. Right? So all you do is you pick the two that you're most secure on. But the key thing is... Make sure you relate them to the question. Yeah, and don't just describe as well. Yeah, you, know, you, you have, have to. You have to explain it by relating it to the question. So the obvious one might be something like explain how successful guerrilla tactics were yeah. in the Vietnam War. The obvious pitfall there, pitfall, <laughs> is that people will just. Sometimes I amuse myself. It's a good job. Uh, sometimes people will just fall into the trap of describing booby traps and the tunnel networks and all the other bits and pieces, won't they? Yeah. But they won't relate it to how important it is and no. what effect yeah. that has and how it makes it difficult yeah. for the Americans to win. 
So don't just describe, no. explain. The one I'm looking at here, why did the USA become involved in Vietnam between 54 and 60? I yeah. mean, there's three or four reasons that you Easily. can talk about. Easily. And I would Dominant recommend theory. that you try yeah. to do three. Yeah. Right? And I always, I've, we've said at least two, but yeah. I mean at least two. Yeah. It's always a good practice to just add an extra yeah. one in just to make sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a straightforward question. And then the, the last one, which is worth 12 marks... Your big chunky essay. Yeah, is very straightforward as well. And I'll tell you, the, the easiest way to think of this is, you think of it exactly like the essay question on paper one, mm -hmm. but without the bullet without, points. That's exactly right, yeah. And you just same. talk about whatever you want to talk about, yeah. which relates to the question. So, for example, uh, you'll get the statement. Yeah. This one here, the Tet Offensive was the main reason USA lost the Vietnam War. Yeah. How far do you agree with this interpretation? So the Tet Offensive would be the equivalent of the first bullet point, so I'll talk about that. Why yeah. does the Tet Offensive cause the Vietnam, uh, Americans to lose Vietnam? Yeah. And then you talk about the reasons why it doesn't, so the fact that it militarily it's a defeat for the North and all the other bits and pieces. Yeah. But then the second bullet point is whatever you want it to be. It's yeah. all the other reasons. And th this is a tip for you, okay, because... If you just give two reasons mm -hmm. and you do them really, really well, mm -hmm. you're probably just going to get a good level three. Mm -hmm. If you want a level four... So then, marks wise, what we're talking yeah, about here is... It's, if the, you, it's the very top yeah. marks, 12, 11, 12. Yeah. Um, you need to have three. Yeah. Three things developed. So three reasons why the USA lost the Vietnam War. So media, protest, Tet. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And then the last mark... Is your judgment? Yeah, this one was the most important. Yeah, but there has to be a little bit more than just recapping on what yeah, you yeah. said. You have to, you have to give the tie reading. them yeah. together. And yeah. yeah. So again, the the thing is, the key thing with the depth studies on paper two is, as long as you have revised, yeah. you are well away. There is no, there is no secret. There is no trick. There is no silver bullet on these. They are wide open questions, purely to allow you the opportunity yeah. to show off what you know. And there's one last thing that I really feel we need to say on this. Make sure you read the question. Um, I mean, it sounds obvious, but if you read it properly, um, first of all, it will help you avoid putting in anything that's irrelevant yes. and wasting yes. your time. Yes. Because time is so tight yes. in these exams. So make sure you know what it is you have to talk about. Don't yeah. just you know pick out one word in the actual question yeah. and assume yeah. that's what the they're asking. Question. Actually answer the question. Yeah. And the second thing is, sometimes when you read a question, the wording makes it sound more difficult yeah. than it actually is. Absolutely. They're not going to ask you about anything that you have not studied. Yes. You have covered the entire course. Mm -hmm. It's all in your books, in your revision guides, in the yeah. podcasts. There is going to be nothing... In that's, the exam. That's a surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah. So just make sure you read the question properly. And again, I would emphasise, underline things in the question. Actually draw boxes around the key things, the key things you want to talk about and do a little plan. The last piece of advice I'm going to offer is this. Mm -hmm. And we've got scientific evidence that proves this one. You know me, big fan of research. People who wear a watch to exams, on average, score half a grade more because they're better at managing their time because it's right there on their wrist. There you go. They're not relying on the clocks around yeah. them. Manage your time effectively. One and a half minutes a mark. If it's a four mark question, you spend six minutes on it, no more. All right? Have a watch. Put it on the table next to you. Keep an eye on the yeah. time. And take a couple of pens as well. Don't just yeah. run home one. Take it's, three. And also the other thing is it's worth bearing in mind they have built a little bit of thinking time in to each of the yeah. exams. 
So you have a couple of minutes spare just to actually sit, think, plan, write on the exam paper, work yourself out. You should not finish early. If you have finished early, you've missed stuff out. Yeah. You've not given enough detail. Go back, read again, yeah. add. Add. And the last thing is, if you find yourself with 10 minutes at the end, I've done this in exams, I know it happens, and I bet you have as well. Sometimes in an exam, I've looked by what I've written, and it's garbage. It's gobbledygook. I've waffled. I've not answered the question. Read it back and check and make sure that you said what you thought you were saying. Yes. Because sometimes you think the right answer, but you don't write it down. And that's pretty much it for yeah, me. Apart from just to say good luck. Yeah, for the last time yeah. for the class of 2017. Yeah. Thank you for listening and good luck in your exams. <laughs>